dude, the penalty for piracy in the early 1700s was death. That kind of makes sense. Wasn't the penalty for everything death? This is Out of Nothing, where two entrepreneurs talk about life and other random things. Okay, so this episode is the first edition of a new like series we're going to do called Out of Nothing. So the podcast is called Out of Nothing, but within Out of Nothing, we have the Out of Nothing episodes, which are like gold nuggets of Brian and myself talking about random shit. There's no topic. Basically, that's what it means. There's no topic, right? Exactly. So this is more of a, I would hate to say golden nuggets, but basically like just cool stuff that we're interested in, that we're learning, and it doesn't all fit under one topic, unlike right. our other shows, which are super tight. That already sounds a lot less random than I imagine it. Really? Yeah. All right. So we'll see how it goes. As per usual, I want to ask you, what are you having? I'm having some red one, but I don't know what kind it is. It's um, the old Rioja. Okay. From España. It's good. Mm-hmm. I'm glad I haven't tried it because I, on the other hand, am having rum and Coke. It's hot outside. It's a summer. I love rum. I like pirates who also love rum. And I don't like Coke, but if you put rum in Coke, it tastes great. Usually it's the opposite. <laughs> People use, use rum as a chaser. Well, well, you know, I'm You're not a pirate like at heart, man. It's like the Jimmy Buffett song. I'm a pirate born 400 years too late. <laughs> Jimmy Buffett? Yeah, you don't know who that is? Nope, but it sounds like a great song. It's kind of sad. It's really like forlorn. Like you really missed out on this opportunity to be a pirate. Like he's actually super disappointed about it. Oh, that <laughs> so sucks. the way it sounds is it's not as funny as it sounds. I can kind of understand though that he's disappointed about not being a pirate because we've developed a little bit of an interest for pirates. And we're gonna do an episode about pirates sooner or later. That's for freaking sure. <laughs> I didn't know that. That's hell that's yeah, cool. dude. Pirates are great. I have to say, I was never really interested in pirates. I mean, of course, they were kind of cool. The eye patch, the corsair sword, the peg leg, the ships. It was pretty. I would I would put in the in the category of like pretty cool. Mm -hmm. And then you told me about pirates once you're reading this book a german book about pirates mm. and i was like i had no idea i was like man that sounds pretty cool like pirates sound awesome and then you got me a book from back in the day how the book was published in like 1960 something i mean no, it was no, no, first no, no, published no. in 1650 yeah but the version you got me okay that's like irrelevant what's relevant is it's like a real life account from a guy who traveled with pirates but anyway right yeah but it was a nice gift I appreciate it. And it was a real life account of a, of a pirate who traveled with pirates and went on a lot of exploits, including Captain Morgan mm -hmm. the, of rum fame, who was like, man, the last guy you'd want as your mascot for a company if you knew what he did. Like, <laughs> yeah. Man, what a bastard he was. He But destroyed. No one knows. He's the guy who attacked Panama City 
back in the day and destroyed it to such an extent that they decided to be like, fuck it, the city is lost. We're just going to like build it up again, like 40 miles down the coast. Because, yeah. It's, there's gone. nothing left. But the thing about pirates is like, there's two sides of it. It's a double edged Corsair, if, <laughs> as it were. And one is that, yeah, okay, they burned down Panama City. What a bastard. But then someone tells you, hey, Panama City is on the west coast of Panama. So that means they had to land on the east coast of Panama, cross over the whole country, which is thin, granted, but still pretty far, yep. and beat a land army of Spanish soldiers and then defeat them outnumbered. That's when you think pirates are just so badass that, that they can do badass. stuff like that. It's so badass. Or the story you told me about, what's his name? W within a span of a couple of years, with only three ships, captured 400 ships. Like, basically, they also rendered because he was such a badass. Black he Bart. only had black, not Blackbeard, but Black Bart. And according to the author of this book, Blackbeard was cool but overrated, he says. He yeah. says he's more famous for just being like a crazy guy and a like a psychopath he put matches in his beard and would light them up before he would go into battle which is cool <laughs> like, but in terms everybody of wonders how his beard doesn't yeah. catch fire but it's a different story <laughs> but in terms of being successful but that actually Black happened Bart, that's not just some no that definitely like, happened yeah and the crazy part about pirates is like one thing i was a little bit concerned about when i started reading about pirates was like everyone saying oh there's a lot of myths with pirates yeah like they never walked a plank you know they never made people walk the plank which is true that is a myth but <laughs> the rest of it is like pretty freaking accurate like the whole get-ups they would wear the eye patch the swords in their mouth like the black flag like it was like 90 the stereotypes really happened it blows my mind like i read this book <laughs> and they showed like the different black flags they had every pirate had his like own flag or like different ones variety whatever like a fucking black flag with a skeleton on there or a skull or a fucking corsair sabers and shit like that like that actually existed right they called themselves pirates as well like depending on the time there were like privateers or buccaneers and like towards then pirates and drinking rum being drunk all the time being like epic in battle and just fucking capturing ships that was it man they were really as cool as the stereotype is if not cooler Yeah. When you read about them. And they were also, that's one of the things I asked you when you first told me about them. I don't know, brother, you made the point of like, they were the first kind of criminals to be like this. And I was like, no, they were highway robbers back in the day. Yeah. You know, back in the Marco Polo days who would like throw a boulder on people and stuff. But you said the difference is how organized they were. Mm. I mean, they really were, man. I mean, they were going toe to toe with like armies and warships and stuff and winning yeah and these are all just like random sailors that yeah. and due to their like partially just bravery honestly or whatever you want to call it being insane <laughs> boarding other ships that were just as well armed and beating them or in the buccaneer times on land they're fighting spanish cavalry with horses and stuff on land like most of their battles in the early days were not on ships like yeah. <laughs> they were just crazy and they would be outnumbered and and once i remember a story with captain morgan's team and they went inland to fight somebody when they came out there were all these ships waiting for them warships and they were super outnumbered and the captain gave them a note and it was like you can pass us by we'll give you a pardon and we won't capture anybody or kill anybody or you can fight us and you'll die and he asked the men what they wanted to do and they said the, they had the coolest answer 
it was like we risked our lives once for this booty and we'll risk it again <laughs> and they won <laughs> and it's just like it make you can't help but love the parts it's just so cool yeah um i'm going to throw in one more fun pirate fact in there before we move on to the next random topic did you know that the biggest pirate captain ever was a woman i didn't know that no. chinese woman from china as it were and uh, she commanded like several thousand ships and i think it was in the 16th thousand, century several thousand yeah ships. she had a huge ass fucking like armada of ships and she was like terrorizing the china sea and other places actually i read about her i forgot her name and all that so i didn't prepare that well but definitely worth looking up chinese pirate woman she is the most badass pirate damn i'll have to look that up because once i exhaust like the whole mediterranean i'm yeah. not mediterranean but like the atlantic pirates yeah. i'll be curious it, it kind of makes sense i never actually thought of that that there'd be pirates in other places obviously big time dude but thousands of ships i mean that's just on another these pirates were like skeleton crews of like a couple hundred men most of them most pirates that not the famous ones yeah. i mean you gotta think there's a famous like handful like blackbeard and sir francis drake and morgan but those are like the best ever you yeah. know most parts are like 50 guys on a ship like yeah, fucking they assholes, take yeah like, they take like five ships and then they get caught yeah like that's most yeah. all right one more fun fact honest <laughs> dude the penalty for piracy in the early 1700s was death that kind of makes sense wasn't the penalty for everything death i don't know man i feel like england they were pretty like far along with justice You know, they didn't seem like they would hang you for just about anything back well, then. Well, that, uh, that kind of makes sense. Because it's, like, pretty fucked up to do that. But, I mean, even if you didn't kill anybody, just for, like, taking a ship. Mm. I mean, that's not really... That's a little harsh. I think back then, like, since a region like the Caribbean and, like, probably most of the world, they weren't, like, governed and they weren't under, like, you know, control of authorities and all that stuff. You just had to, like hand out capital punishment for everything because there was so much crazy shit happening and there was no control right right yeah and i'm not saying it was wrong it just i was surprised because the book i'm reading the black bar guy they all get caught and they just hang everybody it's just like they hung like 150 people it's madness yeah that's and, crazy. The, and the evidence against them they had like a trial because they're in the middle of africa in the 1700s with no one there they can't have like proper juries and stuff so they just do like basically a farce trial uh, but they have a jury and a judge and everything and they just hang everybody who's guilty <laughs> pretty well, harsh man. sucks for them it's what yeah. you get for being a pirate dude yeah i mean that's part of being a pirate man it was just living la vida loca way before ricky martin yo ho <laughs> yo ho yo ho and a ball of rum yeah that's true so besides pirates yeah what else is going on dude man just doing my thing what about um, reading stuff reading yeah not so much lately so you told me today that if you're not reading a lot it might be because you don't have a good book because you have a shitty book yeah i feel like that's the truest thing i ever heard in my life dude if i have a good book i kill that book in a couple of days on audible still counts but like the last book i read was the truth by neil strauss strauss why would you say that name Strauss. Strauss. Neil Strauss, which isn't even like a really good book. It's just well written and it's kind of like written like a novel or something, even though it's somewhat real, uh, nonfiction. But dude, man, not so much. How about you? I stopped reading business books mm -hmm. and it was the best decision I ever made. <laughs> I got this advice from an entrepreneur that I respect a lot and he's really successful. And I was like, and he's like, I don't read business books. They're boring. 
And I was like, what? Yeah. For me, that was crazy. Cause you know, a lot of people who are successful are like, reading is the key yeah like i read books and that was my secret a warren but, buffett reads a book a day okay reading a book a day is completely out of question for me because i'm the slowest fucking okay, reader I, in the I, world. that's insane but like what is the benefit of reading a book like to learn a specific thing or to like get in a specific mindset or just to generally like educate yourself like what i mean for business purposes or, what's the or, last business book you read so let's look at it that way I literally don't remember. And it wasn't that the, long The ago. last one you remember. doesn't matter. Oh, I read Never Split the Difference. Okay. It was a negotiation book. So you read that because you wanted to learn about negotiation? No, it was recommended. And did you finish it? Yes. So what's the takeaway from the book? I mean, the takeaway is like most people think negotiations like you go in and you're like a badass. Yeah. Like, oh, I need to get my what I want and I'm going to bully you into it. And he, his thing is like, don't split the difference, which is where you say, okay, you want this, I want this, and we compromise, and then nobody's happy. Mm. Try to find like a creative solution where you both win. And it sounds like hokey, but the guy's an FBI hostage interrogator. So it's actually pretty cool from that perspective in the sense that, I mean, you can't split the difference. It's like, hey, I have four hostages. You can't be like, okay, give us two. Dude. So it was cool in that sense, but in terms of like, it was pitched as a business book. And I also don't negotiate. I never go to meetings. I'm never like, I don't have <laughs> yeah. clients. I'm not like pitching. Uh, and the person who recommended it was like, well, you're always negotiating in some sense. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, that's true. And I got it. And it was okay. But it's just like, that was the last one I read. I was like, you know what? I'm never going to use this. It's semi-interesting yeah. compared to pirates. So like in space and cool stuff like that. Like, why am I doing this? So let me ask you, because you know how you often feel obliged to do certain things because reading books is something that people admire and reading a book a day. Like, honestly, that's the stupidest statement I've heard in a very long time. Like reading a book a day has zero to do with the purpose of why you read it, what it's about, like what, where you want to get in your life or whatever the purpose of this whole thing is, right? It's like read a book a day, like, okay, there's a book there. I'm going to read the this book it doesn't matter what it is as long as it's a book right i have nothing against reading books but i'm gonna be honest dude like 80 of the books i read i'm like oh i just work through them right like for example and we actually did an episode about this and i mentioned it in the episode the book the subtle art of not giving a fuck the idea of the book is great right and we actually did an episode about it as i said but it keeps on repeating itself it puts the same point in different perspectives and stuff and i'm like dude do you really need to read a book to achieve what you are trying to achieve by reading that book right like is it enough maybe to read an article or do you need that immersion of like fucking reading a book for 12 hours so that you get the point or you know what i mean like yeah but i feel like that's part of the benefit and not to say if it's boring and you push through it i would say like maybe 90 of books are like bad or not great dude you read so much like what i the know fuck, and man? there's like, so what? many bad ones man but, but what, so you just work through them because you want to finish them or you yes and I, i'm not recommending that actually because i remember the book i really worked through that i felt like i should like fucking get a reward at the end like i should treat myself to like a cake yeah was the 12 laws of power or 20 laws of power i forgot how many laws there are yeah it doesn't matter <laughs> there's a lot and they they're boring yeah <laughs> the guy wrote it it seems cool like if i told you the premise of this book you'd be like i'm in mm. it's basically like let's say 14 laws of power like how to become more powerful awesome historical anecdotes like everyone is a historical anecdote from like roman dude, dude, times or french i'm in right exactly but 
the intangible is that the book is so boring <laughs> and it's so long and it's so repetitive and you're like man okay and each lot it's very discreet it's like one is discreet but then it repeats a lot somehow it's very machiavellian like how to be like an evil mastermind yeah and it's kind of like yeah i kind of want to be a super villain in a way but i actually don't yeah you know in theory i want to be a pirate but i actually don't want to be a pirate it's the same idea and then also like the books need to justify the purchase of that book right like you know it can't be just that well it can't be just 20 pages even though the point could be made in oh, 20 pages yeah, yeah. so the 14 laws laws could be like all right so each law three pages boom done but no it's fucking every law has 80 pages it's a 50. big one man I, i agree i think that's part of the marketing of the book was like it's very thorough like it's everything you need to know about these laws of power <laughs> versus this great book called anything you want by Derek Sivers. Mm -hmm. It's probably like 20 pages. Great. It's a book. It's considered a book. It takes like 15 minutes to read maybe, mm -hmm. maybe 20. It would take really, really three slowly. hours, but that's cool. And it's great. And it's also good because if it's short, you read it a bunch of times. I've read it like four times, but, but if it was 400 <laughs> pages, I would have read it once. You so know what's, what I mean? it, what's the takeaway here, dude? Like with all the books and reading and stuff like i feel like in my mind 90 of books are not worth reading either because they're bad or just not a good fit for you or they're not a good fit for you right now that's something i heard someone mm. say recently that was insightful. It's a good way to put yeah, it yeah someone put that recently it was like i read you know the 22 immutable laws of marketing back in the day i thought it was crap and my business was just starting and then later i read it and i thought it was great and it was mm. like the book wasn't the problem it just wasn't for me at the time by the way that's a pretty thin book so that's a great that's a i think one. that's a great book it's also like it might be 40 pages soaking wet and it might also be 40 years old but still yeah all the examples are like <laughs> light beers in the states and like at&t versus like the examples are actually quaint they're kind of cute they're like fax companies competing yeah. <laughs> but i mean that's the point it's like they're immutable laws that don't go away that's a good book but dude the problem is 90 are bad but the 10 that are good are just mm. so good and so helpful i think like you said it's more the mentality thing than the the information because the information is out there hey dude i have this every day i look at my audible like reading list i look at the progress bar of how far i'm through the book and it says like seven hours 51 minutes to go i'm like oh, oh. it tells you the time not percentage yeah uh, maybe percentage too i don't know but dude i'm like oh my god i can't do this but i have this urge of like completing that progress bar and i don't want to be a quitter right i don't want to be like you know like hey did you read that book and then i say yeah yeah, i read it in the back of my mind i'm like oh i actually didn't finish anything. you know what i mean like <laughs> yeah but at the same time it's dude every time i felt that way with a book and then finished it i'm like God, I'm so glad it's over and I didn't learn anything. And I've never done that and been like, I'm so glad I pushed through that thing. Never. Dude, it doesn't make sense. You don't want to learn that stuff. So why? But I do that all the time. Lately, the last couple of business books I've read, I've read some bad ones. That one was okay. The Never Swap the Difference. But the, mm -hmm. there was one I read Hoffman that was like about the new economy and blah, blah. And, and I was just like, I gave up. And Dude, it felt so good, man. Whoever, like, But I felt so mm. guilty at the same time. I felt so guilty giving up. Yeah. I was yeah, like, yeah, man, yeah. So, I got the book. I should finish it. But it's dumb. What is the right thing to do, dude? I just want to know what the right thing to do uh, is. My take is if you don't like it within like, you can tell really quickly. It's very rare that a book is a slow starter and it becomes great. Yeah. There's an exception is the Buccaneers book that I read recently. <laughs> it's a lot about like the trees of like the south american like they have this palm tree they have another palm tree i'm like man get to the fucking pirates it's called great. the buccaneers of america yeah and then all of a sudden it's just like 
boom pirates like it's amazing from yeah. like for like the last not it's only like 10 percent in the beginning then the last 90 percent is like non-stop awesomeness oh my god okay so are you telling me that next time you read a book you're just going to put it down if it sucks i would say if i give it a 10 percent but the thing is if you stop reading marketing business self-improvement books that becomes the a problem lot is already yeah almost, i agree because you're reading topics you're interested in so like for example before pirates I was reading a lot about space and i remember a couple books that i got were like okay including one that was all about mars it was like cool it was about the history of all the times we went to mars like people what they thought back in the day was on mars like yeah. they thought there were canals and things like that dude back in the days like in the 70s or 60s yeah dude until very recently they people thought, thought there might be life on they like, were yeah. intelligent life on mars that blew my mind yeah it was super recent well dude you got to go there to see it this is, this is insane like okay so we're gonna go to mars and then like meet the martians obviously <laughs> i mean it's 1973 so exactly. we already know that we'll come martians. back we'll watch happy days together yeah we'll be all <laughs> but anyway the book was like i would put it as okay but i was super into space i was interested in the topic and i really enjoyed the book and i feel like if you're only borderline interested in the topic or you feel obligated to read it and then it's bad it's like man this sucks i'm gonna fucking stop doing that I if think. i looked at I'm my bookshelf right now those books from my audible dude it's thing. gonna feel freeing if i looked at my bookshelf now i would say like maybe 95 percent i would never read again yeah especially nonfiction. Yeah. well fiction's for way is, fiction yeah. for me is like way more hits than misses the worst book i ever read was the 10x rule oh Did you, you told me that? about that book no but oh you told me about God. how great how like, horrible it was. and it was a recommendation by someone i know who you, i remember actually oh won't shit. Say who. right yeah and i dude i read the book and it's basically a book is like tells you it's a business book so it's like so you're not selling enough stuff well, you got to put 10 times more effort into it. Your business calls, like uh, your sales calls are not performing. Like you're not getting any sales. Make 10 times more calls. And like like that, the entire book. And I was like, fuck that, man. Like, the That's the dumbest thing because there's no strategy there. If it's, you do the wrong thing 10 times, it doesn't make it work all of a sudden. Also, it's the opposite of how I live my life. Like, if something doesn't work, I probably do 10 times less and then it works better. <laughs> yeah. So, anyway, dude, marketing books, I feel like, or business books in general, I'm, I don't know if I'll, I'll like permanently not read them because I have quite a few that are helpful. But that idea that you can be successful and not read business books was helpful. Yeah. Because very few are enjoyable. Uh, and most are just i mean it's boring stuff how about other stuff like you know meditating or i don't know what people do these days like what are things that you don't do that people think you should do meditating is the number one i think it is the number one. for me that i've tried it and i hate it but that's part of the process and my girlfriend is super dedicated she meditates hardcore. dude she listens to meditation podcasts oh i had no she idea is, dude. dude she's a serious meditator so how when does she meditate and how long and how often? every day for like at least like 20 minutes or whatever like when know. in the morning usually after breakfast and you can't be in the room and she no has? she just goes to the room and I, it doesn't bother me at all it's no big deal uh, she's more on the quiet end well, I mean, anyway. she's meditating, so it's it, usually pretty quiet, oh, no matter who you dude. are. Yeah, for me, it's not for me, dude. Like, meditating Have you tried for it? me. Yeah, but, like, it's... I don't know. I feel like I have meditative experiences, but, like, it's more like when I do the dishes or when I barbecue or something. It sounds stupid, but, like, 
that's meditative for me or i'm gonna take a walk or something but you've never sat down and tried no it. i have i have like, i've done that actually i've done that many right. times i run a business that kind of does that shit as well like yoga meditation and all that but i think it's good like it's cool but i'm not totally into it yeah i feel the same way i i'm i think there's something to it but i i don't want to do it that's what it comes down to it's like reading a book right if you're forcing yourself that much to do it you're mm-hmm. not going to get the benefit you know if it's like exercise there's two options you have with exercise you can find something you enjoy doing and do that or do something you hate and just force yourself to do it it's uh. like which one's better obviously <laughs> you can, and at the end of the day you're going to be in the same shape it's the same thing with meditation but my girlfriend's side is like well, with meditation it's not just sitting there and breathing there's guided meditation there's moving meditation there's like different kinds and if you try them you might find one that works which is fair there's watching netflix meditations yeah yeah definitely there's yeah. doing podcast meditation. i mean I, I actually think there is this thing that inside me that's like man it would be cool to like sit down every day for 15 minutes and just be quiet and not do anything but on the other hand, there's many things that it would be cool to do, you know, every day in the morning and then blah. I've never met anyone. I mean, oh, actually, I have met people that said my meditation is life changing to them. But like, I've never met anyone who's kind of like me, kind of like similar type of person that was like, man, once I started meditating, like everything changed and it's so great and blah, blah, blah. And so that's probably also that my friend in, in college used to have this thing called the hype meter. And he says, like, once something reaches a certain hype meter, he's like not interested yeah. automatically, no matter what it <laughs> exactly. is. <laughs> I think that's it. That, that's the thing like actually two years ago i was very interested in meditation and i tried it and stuff and it was cool and i had like actually good experience with it but like now it's like every idiot on the streets has like headspace you know and like yeah i meditate and blah blah it's like dude hype meter hype meter alert right Mm-hmm. yeah i feel like the hype meter man i used to think that was dumb i used to actually make fun of him for that because it was like well just because it's hyped maybe there's a reason that it's good but his thing is like once it reaches a certain level it's just too hypey and the benefits don't match what it really does yeah. like meditation like if you sit and stare at a wall for 15 minutes or breathe it's not going to change your life i'm sorry it can help it can make a big difference but there's not going to be this before and after like before i meditated i was like a loser and now i'm like love my life and it's because i sit on my couch and breathe for 15 minutes yeah i think it's i'm sorry i think it's a very personal thing like i think it can help for very many people i'm actually just saying that i don't need it right now i'm pretty sure that there could be a time when i need it when it would be helpful but my point is more that not everybody needs to meditate just because yeah it's meditation obviously everybody has to meditate you know blah 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 the concept behind meditation can be applied or can be achieved you know by different means so like sitting down and listening to headspace or something isn't probably really it for me at least all right so what are hypes that are like around right now that you think are hypes and that you have an opinion about i think meditation is a big one so like i said i'm skeptical of the benefits i mean it's helpful i mean there's no doubt it's helpful not doubting that it's that but it just doesn't make sense that it's this life-changing for the tiny amount of time and effort put into it in terms of hype stuff i actually don't have my ear to the ground with anything that's going on (laughs) cryptocurrencies but that i don't know man that sounds like it's pretty legit totes i know you're doing a lot of that well i think it's super interesting and i think anyone should invest in do you understand like the mechanics of because it's confusing with like mining and like yeah what is the actual coin well so 
This, like say you get you know, a coin. Th- like what is actually, it? That's actually really interesting. Remember when we had the episode about the narrative where we talked about the people around you determine like your reality of like what's true and what's not true and what's right and what's wrong, right? And with currencies, it's the same thing, right? Like as long as there are people that perceive or like think that something has a certain value that thing has that value right like fucking magic cards as long as there's people that are like man this is very valuable and i want to have it and i would be willing to pay x for it and then next person says well i'm gonna pay x plus one for it and so on and then it is very valuable and someone says i'm gonna play x plus infinity then they win <laughs> and then that person then wins. someone says i'm gonna play x plus infinity plus one which I'm back in the day kids used to do that to the power of infinity Oh man, I hate Boom. it when someone did that because I had nothing on that. Yeah, so but yeah, infinity plus one, man, when someone said that, I remember the first time I was shocked. Yeah. Well, was- with cryptos, it's the same thing, right? Like a lot of it right now is speculation because most of the technologies are actually not being applied. And so most of the cryptocurrencies are kind of like investing or believing in a startup and thinking or believing that a certain technology behind a cryptocurrency is going to succeed and become relevant and you know that's the case with ethereum or ripple or whatever all these cryptocurrencies so if you do that and want to do some long-term investing which i think definitely makes sense for the top three top five coins like bitcoin ethereum ripple and then maybe throw in some of the more speculative ones just to have a little bit of a portfolio and then just, you know, put a couple of thousand bucks in there and wait five years and then, you know. So is the idea that one day these will be used as an actual currency? Like Bitcoin, I know, is kind of like that, but it's not that common. Yeah, well... It's more, it seems more like a speculation, like you said. Depends on the technology, right? Like, for example, Ripple is a cryptocurrency that was built for banking and financial transactions, right? And if ripple which is the third biggest as per today whatever date that is but it's it's the third biggest after bitcoin and ethereum cryptocurrency in terms of market cap if ripple starts to get used by banks and financial institutions or like you know large corporations and stuff for their transactions as a technology solution then that is when it becomes applied and when the value then starts to become more tangible Mm. and ripple is in a very early stage and also ethereum which can be used to like build apps on top of it or there's a huge variety like for example yesterday there was an ico initial coin offering which means they drop a coin and you can like buy it for the first time of a coin called basic attention token bat built by the founder of mozilla which is all about advertising kind of like advertising transactions online what does that mean Okay, don't ask me about the exact specific right. Just curious background. About that one, like well, the, so so what basically, what they did is they built a browser called Brave, and they want to, on a very basic level, users would get paid for enduring advertising. Like you, mm. you know, right now you go to TechCrunch and you have like fucking banners everywhere. You don't get any money for looking at those banners. The money goes to the publishers and the brokers and the media buyers and everything in between, right? So what they want to do is they want to have kind of like cut out a couple of the middlemen and have like a currency that's dedicated to the online advertising world. So if you believe that that technology is going to function well i mean hopefully it's going to function but like it's going to establish itself then you know that coin is worth something to you 
most of that stuff is is total speculation like that coin sold out within a minute like there was no way i was gonna get in like i actually tried a bunch of buddies of mine tried as well to get in get us get some of that shit and then like just a few people actually got some because there was some really large orders placed and the next day it was already worth like four times that's crazy yeah that's crazy yeah that's cool man i i never was into the cryptocurrency i think part of it was it just seemed like all speculation actually when bitcoin came out and started to become a big thing many years ago i was like this is a game changer because mm. it just made so much sense you know it was like a currency that wasn't tied to a government or it wasn't have any sort of like artificial volatility or inflation or anything it was like yeah. and all untaxable like the anonymous part obviously didn't appeal to me because i'm not buying like drugs from silk road or anything or like ak-47 but in terms of just like someone does a job for me like they do some sort of work like they're a freelancer or something i can pay them in bitcoin and none of it's taxed well that okay. is the craziest for no, me that's that was, dude that's that's not that's not fully true no how? like it's i mean okay obviously that depends on the country you live in but you can imagine that like every government like is going to find a way to tax everything right but how could they do it it's impossible you mean because they will never find out it's anonymous unless they see the record of like someone okay. saying hi uh, that, i want pay that's me a X different story if you do that which is highly illegal obviously but like is if that you, illegal though why you, you're not saying like you're saying uh, it's just the same thing if you want to get paid in chickens but i guess it's a well there's still a value there's still a value transfer right so i mean i know for a fact that in germany you're gonna get taxed there's a specific word for it even like your company if the company gives you a car then you will have to pay taxes on that dude i wouldn't even do that i'm not saying like i'm gonna start paying people in bitcoin i just saw the natural why this would be appealing to people yeah right for that reason actually that you can pay somewhat anonymously someone or well, actually totally anonymously except for the but record that's, of not, that's not that's like the whole like silk road no it's not silk like, road no it's legitimate it's like hey i want to buy a thing i pay you in bitcoin it's not a currency it, it has a, no real value well actually some countries have accepted cryptocurrencies as currencies now like New but zealand how do you know i did like or i'm in new zealand and i buy some in bitcoin they have no idea it's me but it's the same and you can do that always you can open a bank account like i could open a bank account in the u.s and then like have money transferred there and then pull it out at the atm here in germany and no one will ever know you can always do that okay it's fair just, enough <laughs> it's I don't just know. tax evasion i don't know much about that stuff obviously yeah. but i just that was the part that for me was like man this is going to be a thing but many years later it hasn't really caught on as Come a currency like as a speculation as an investment yes but as a currency i would say no so i don't want to go into too much detail about the old bitcoin but like if you know the technology behind it or if you kind of like read up a little bit on the technology behind it and like not just bitcoin like cryptocurrencies in general and things that can be done with it you start to understand that there's no way around it like there will be cryptocurrencies in the future that technology is going to be massive in the future so 
what I want to say is that there will be crashes. There's lots of speculation. There will be a crash on top of a crash and Bitcoin will go down and up and whatever. I'm not even saying that Bitcoin is going to survive, but there will be cryptocurrencies in the future that are going to be huge and the technology itself will be huge. So I think investing in it definitely makes sense as long as you have kind of a spread in your portfolio, right? And I don't really believe that the average Joe should be day trading and all that shit, which is super so easy with cryptocurrencies. But like the technology itself is going to be awesome. And it definitely makes sense to read up on it a little bit and maybe put some money down and just let it sit there. Definitely don't put down your life savings, but like 1% of your net worth, as our friend Brian said today. And, you know, just watch it. And if you lose it, whatever, but you're not going to lose it. It's going to be awesome. All right. And this is not professional investment advice. <laughs> we have cetera, to put a disclaimer on that. Yeah. Because right? okay. you basically gave investment advice. Okay. No, I actually. And you said great things like you're not going to lose it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. That's so wrong. Okay. So don't do it. <laughs> actually, don't <laughs> disregard what I just said. Yeah. So briefly, what is the technology? So just like in a basic way. Dude, you putting me on the fucking spot no, here. No, just like, curious. Like, I have complex. no idea what it means. Like, but what is a Bitcoin? Like a grandma explanation I, that I actually don't know. Dude, I'm, I'm not. No, I can't do that. Sorry. I'm going to say so many things wrong and like everybody's going to be like, what the fuck? This guy doesn't know shit. Like it's, well, just, it's a digital currency. It's amazing. All right. <laughs> so you don't know. It's okay. <laughs> no, but like a, a cryptocurrency, like it's basically something that is completely made up by an organization, a company or whatever, right? And handed out to people either in return for money or in the case of bitcoin for example you can mine for it mining means that you like offer computation power to validate transactions in the blockchain for that you have to use up power obviously which costs you and in return you get the occasional bitcoin bitcoin as i actually learned today i didn't know that was entirely mined so they started with one bitcoin or a zero i don't know so ever since then they've been mining and then there's a limit to i think our friend john said today 21 million or something there can be all sorts of different variations of that there are cryptocurrencies that can't be mined there are cryptocurrencies that have been like some coins have been issued and the rest has to be mined or whatever right there's all sorts of variations of it at the end of the day it's a thing of value that can be used to pay for transactions or there's so many different applications that anything that you can imagine it's kind of hard for us to really imagine that because i think maybe even the well the, the word currency is kind of like for us it means well you have a coin and you have a bill and you go to the store and you buy something you give them a piece of paper or a coin and then you get something back right mm. but like it can be so much more like for example if you remember i think i actually listened to a podcast called unchained which is it's not bad it's not crazy great but it's not bad and in an interview a guy gave the example that like you know how back in the day when you played people still do that i guess world of warcraft or something video games and they get swords and shields and all that shit and then there's marketplaces where you can actually buy that stuff right all of this stuff could also be done with digital currencies right 
Like if you come up with a currency for like a game like World of Warcraft, which I'm sure at some point they're going to actually do like embed some kind of cryptocurrency in there, then that entire economy could only be driven by that currency. And then new games maybe are starting to use that currency. And then, you know, like World of Warcraft has it, then, you know, Steam, for example, starts to use that currency as well. And then suddenly eBay starts to accept that currency or whatever and then suddenly it's like oh okay so now i can like play world of warcraft i find a sword i sell it in the game to someone else and i get not bitcoin but whatever maybe bitcoin and i can then go to amazon buy something there and i get something i get a f something physical in return anyway so yeah that was the first edition of uh, the out of nothing out of nothing episodes i think it was cool man i felt We should do this again. We should definitely do this as like a every 10th epi. Yeah. Do the old out of nothing just to cover some odds and ends. Like pirates. Yeah. But next time, maybe it will be pirates. I say, let's play some magic. Let's play some magic. Peace. Hey, so if you liked that episode, make sure to subscribe. And <laughs> what's wrong with that? That's no, good, but I thought you were like waiting for me to say something. But I, I kind of no was, but you didn't say anything. <laughs> I feel like actually, I don't know what you could add to that discussion. Yeah, good idea. <laughs> I didn't think I didn't think of that. <laughs> Not That's a great idea. I agree. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you totally should do what Brian just said. <laughs> <laughs>